the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. A self-described Democratic Socialist, he ran for president once before, and Bernie Sanders hopes the second time is the charm, announcing that he is running for the Democratic presidential nomination in 2020. Just as President Trump predicted, his emergency declaration for the southern border is being challenged in court. Sixteen states joining a lawsuit against that declaration. California's Attorney General Javier Becerra is filing suit against the Trump administration. He says the emergency declaration violates the Constitution, adding that President Trump treats the rule of law with utter contempt. Democratic attorneys general from other states are joining in, including New York, Connecticut, Illinois, and Colorado. That's correspondent Jackie Quinn. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 12 points, the NASDAQ two points higher. This is SRN News. February is American Heart Month. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, about 610,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. That's one in four deaths. Your lifestyle choices can increase your risk for heart disease and heart attack. To reduce your risk, your doctor may recommend changes to your lifestyle. To learn more about potential risk factors and healthy lifestyle changes, visit cdc.gov. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Like It Matters Radio just ahead here on Wellness 1570. Download the Wellness 1570 mobile app for your smartphone. Really great way to listen. I use mine quite frequently. If you've got one of those smart speakers uh, from Amazon, just say Alexa, enable Wellness Radio Minneapolis, and then whenever you want to listen, just say, Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. It's very easy, and you'll get crystal clear digital quality uh, as well. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. My name is Dr. Stephen Trobiani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be that the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a a neurologist is to evaluate and determine as precisely as possible the cause. The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. There are some conditions which uh, are amenable to physical therapy that we provide through my office. Some may require surgery, and we make those uh, referrals as well. But the point is, when we make those referrals, we make those referrals to people in whom I have great confidence. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through NorthStarPainCare.com. Again, NorthStarPainCare.com. There is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at Online Trading Academy. My name is Brian. I've been with Online Trading Academy since November 2016. What OTA has done for me, they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor, how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice. Teaching me that I can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. 
Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about overcoming, overcoming. And you know, I use that term a lot. You know, one of my favorite uh, verses is uh, Proverbs twenty four sixteen. 16, uh, says a righteous man will stumble seven times, but get back up but the wicked will stumble into ruin. And you know, the trait of a leader is to overcome. You know, we can't control uh, the cards that life has dealt us, but what we can control uh, is how we play those cards. You know, uh, I, I hear this a lot from my son. He'll say, well, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to. And I'm like, what does want have to do with anything? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things in my life that I don't want to do, but I do them because I'm called to do them, because I'm a leader, because I'm a husband, because I'm a father, because of a lot of things. And we got to overcome a lot of things. We got to overcome our thought process. We got to overcome our past. Uh, we've got to overcome people's limiting beliefs about us. We have to overcome our limiting beliefs about us. There is so much to overcome. And it's one of those things that you can read about all you want. Uh, it's not going to teach you how to overcome. You can listen to great talks, uh, great speakers like you're going to hear today uh, talk about overcoming. And uh, it'll give you an idea of how to overcome. It'll give you an idea of people overcoming. But do you know where you learn how to overcome uh, is in the fire? Is in the fire. And that's why I do what I do at likeitmatters.net because, you know, you can preach about it, you can talk about it, you can uh, go to prison for it and come out and work on fixing it. But when you can truly learn the skill set to overcome, you know, you got to be smarter than a donkey. You know, a story about an old mule, you know, he uh, as a farmer, he has this old mule and he has this old well that's uh, uh, dried up and he was going to bury the, the well, but he didn't. So his old mule stumbles along, falls into the well. So a neighbor hears this donkey in this well. He's uh, down the well. He's braying, calling out for help. And, and they realize what's going on. This old blind donkey fell into a well, a, a well that was no good anymore anyways. They didn't know how to get the donkey out. So they figured, you know what, let's just put this old mare to, to rest. Let's, let's put her under, uh, out of her misery. And we'll just bury the well and bury the, the donkey, the mule, inside the well. And so they got some, uh, some village people around to get shovels, and they start throwing all this dirt on top, and all this dirt comes and hits that donkey square on the back, and that stupid animal had nothing else to do. But he shook the dirt up and stepped up, and they kept throwing more dirt on him, and it would slam on his back, and stupid mule, what else he going to do? He'd shake the dirt off. And each time he shook the dirt off, it kept elevating the ground below his feet. And after a while, the ground below his feet was elevated high enough that he could just step over and walk out of the well himself. And, you know, we have to be as smart as a donkey because sometimes life can throw things at you. Sometimes people can throw things at you. Sometimes we make choices and they have consequences, and we need to learn how to overcome. And so today we are so blessed because we have a special guest. We have a a gifted speaker, a man who knows what it's like to fall down in the well, a man who knows what it's like to have to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again, a man who knows from first-hand experience what it's like to make some choices and then have to overcome those choices. So I would like to welcome to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Mark Jackson. Mark, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Scott, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. 
Well, I am so glad. And I'm going to just go open just to read a little bit of your bio I got from your uh, uh, website. Just a little bit. Just kind of open the conversation. It says, uh, Mark was a highly sure. successful stock market trader, making millions of dollars during his 30-year career. But it wasn't enough. Unmitigated greed derailed his career and sent uh, this his life into a downward spiral. In early 2010, he pled guilty to one count of racketeering under the Colorado Organized Crime Act, a Class II felony. Second-degree murder is also a Class II felony in Colorado, underscoring the severity of his crime. On May 25, 2010, he was sentenced to a 15-year prison term in the Colorado Department of Corrections. And then I want to share this one other paragraph. It says, while incarcerated, Mark uh, memorialized his prison experiences by keeping and writing a journal. His 650-page work documents prison life in raw, uncensored terms. Interspersed throughout his journal are several chilling short stories that capture the tenuous relationship formed in prison. Most importantly, Mark's work reveals how he rose above the turmoil of prison society to reform and rehabilitate himself and simultaneously improve the lives of his fellow inmates. Wow. What a life, huh, Mark? It's been quite a journey, and it's... uh... It's really only just beginning, Scott, because Amen. I've got my prison sentence behind me. Uh, I am on parole, but I'm on a very low custody level. Uh, I can travel throughout the United States. In fact, last week I was in Pittsburgh talking to an organization called Vistage, which is a group of uh, small to medium tier business owners. And I talked to them about my story and about the warning signs of white collar crime. Uh, and so I'm allowed to do that. So my, my new life's journey's just begun. I'm 64 years old, but I got my whole life ahead of me. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you a couple questions, uh, kind of setting it yeah. up and, uh, Mark's going to be with us to, uh, for three segments. So we'll have lots of time to talk. So let me ask you something. We said here, uh, May 25th, you were sentenced. When did you know, yes. you said in early 2010, uh, pled guilty, but when did you know? that uh, your life was off track? Was it five years before that? Was it 10 years before that? Or did you have no inkling? I had an inkling because what happened is, as you said in your intro, I was making millions of dollars trading stocks and I was using my own money, nobody else's. Hmm. And I could have retired. I could have retired before I was 40 years old. But I allowed the power of money to legitimize me as a human being. I, I, I often say to people, don't confuse your self-worth with, with your net worth. Well, that's what I was doing. The more money I had, the better I felt about myself. And so in about uh, 2000, uh, 1999, 2000, when the Internet stocks were just going crazy, I thought, you know, if I raise money from outside investors, then I can make even more money. And I will promise these investors rates of return higher than the norm because I'm so confident that I can make a lot of money that I won't have trouble satisfying those obligations. I knew then and there that that was wrong because I had enough money, but Mm -hmm. I exposed other people, not so much because I was interested in making them a lot of money, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to make more money. And if I had more money to invest, I would make more money. So I, kind of knew back then that it was wrong and i managed to survive for several years doing this going to bed every night knowing that it really wasn't right but i was making it work and when uh, 9-11 happened as tragic as that was i lost a couple of brokers and a couple of friends at the trade center towers that incident kind of gave me a little comfort saying well you know if the market turns really bad and I have trouble paying these people. I have an excuse. Well, excuses mm. are, are for losers. There's no, excuses mean nothing. But that's how I was thinking. So the wow. thing that really brought me down was in 2006, 7, and 8, uh, when the financial crisis hit, I couldn't make money at all. I had these huge obligations to investors. So instead of coming clean with them, saying, hey, we're going to have to t- – shut this business operation down. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do and say what I need to do until things turn because I have too much pride, if you will, to admit failure. And so I started saying and doing things that I wanted my investors to hear. And 
I wound up turning my business, got into a Ponzi scheme because I wasn't making any money, but yet people called for money and I was paying people out of a pot of money and I didn't know whose money it really was that I was giving out to these investors. But it all started in 1999, 2000, when I decided to raise money when I didn't have to do it. Awesome. And we're going to pick up right there when we leave off. We're getting ready to go to a hard break at 15 past. So uh, today we're talking about overcoming. We're talking with Mark Jackson, a great gifted speaker and one who knows what it means to overcome. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Hi, this is Eric Dahm at Gospel of Grace Fellowship in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, where we recognize the Bible is the source of truth and the revelation of what God did for us in Christ. We believe that all people are sinful, all need redemption, and that salvation is only found through faith alone in Christ alone. Come join us for worship at Gospel of Grace Fellowship. You can visit us at our website at ggf.church. That's ggf.church, where we explain the scriptures, equip the saints, and exalt the Savior. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Did you ever notice your tablet and phone screen seem to break at the worst time? Here at Arby's, we can fix them. Don't live with a cracked screen. We'll fix those right here in our shop. Let's give your broken screen the boot right here at Arby's. We can be reached at 763-441-3884 or at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, Here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, you are doubly blessed because not only do you have Mr. Black, but you have Mr. Jackson, too. A man who knows what it's like to overcome. A man who knows what it's like to uh, make a mistake, uh, pay the price for that mistake, and leave that past where it belongs, which is in the past. And so, Mark, I'd like to welcome you back to Like It Matters Radio. Thank you. Uh, very hey, happy I wanna, again to be here. I'm so honored. And much better than your old location that you were at, right? <laughs> oh, it's a lot better. Yes, yeah, a lot better. Hey, I want to ask you yes. something. Uh, reading your uh, your uh, what you had on your website, was there is there two mm-hmm. stages to your time in prison? Because uh, I noticed... Uh, you had the time where you got uh, sentenced, convicted. So there's day one of the prison that you there you are in the jail cell that first night, but something happened six weeks in that altered it. Let me right. ask you: Do you believe that those are like two different? Did, was your mind one way, and then after that six week thing, your thinking changed? Uh, just explain that to us. Absolute, how that happened. Absolutely. I <clears throat> when I got sentenced to prison, I took a plea deal. 
the racketeering under the Colorado Organized Crime Act. Had I gone to trial and lost, Scott, I'd probably be in prison for the rest of my life. But I, thank goodness, listened to my criminal attorney, and he said, you did so many things wrong. If you don't take a plea, you're gone forever. And I wanted to go to trial because I was in complete denial because I did pay people money. But Mm -hmm. uh, when you're you're in the moment of being a criminal, if you will— Right from wrong, there, there, there ceases to be a division there. What, what Great, I was right? Doing wrong, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything I was doing wrong, I could legitimize as being the right thing to do. So yeah. I get sentenced, and I go to prison, or I go to jail first, and I thought I got a raw deal, and I was blaming everybody but myself. And the first night in jail, and again, I never even had a parking ticket in my life till I got uh, in trouble, I was trying to go to sleep, and this young fella jumps off the top bunk, and he screams at me, and he says, if you don't stop snoring, I'm going to stab you. That was the first night of my incarceration experience, and all I could do is say, sorry, young man, I will try not to snore, and here I am talking to you, so he didn't stab me. But, um, uh, yes, what happened is once I got transferred to my first prison, and I have to tell your listeners who might think white-collar criminals all go to these camp-fed, easy-time institutions. I went to two of the worst, most violent prisons in the state of Colorado. Oh. And when I, first, yes, when I first got to my first prison in the mountains of Colorado, uh, I was immediately stereotyped as a child molester because I was 55 at the time, white, no tattoos, scared to death, and this one fellow came up to me and he says, you know, what we do with child molesters like you, we kill them. And I said, I'm not a child molester. And I showed this man my paperwork, which was the description of my charges. And all of a sudden he goes from wanting to kill me to embracing me because he thought I was part of the mafia because I was under the Colorado Organized Crime Act. So <laughs> the first several weeks of my sentence kind of saved my life because people really wanted to get to know me. They thought I was some hot shot money guy. Well, that kind of legitimized my crime also. I thought, well, if this survives me, survives my prison time, makes it easy, then I guess what I did sir, is serving its purpose. Well, six weeks into my sentence, I got extremely sick, and I attributed to uh, the lack of nourishment. The food was terrible. The stress was terrible. There were fights every day. I never got into any fights, but it was a horrible environment. Well, one day I got up and I could hardly walk. So I pleaded with the officers to let me go to the prison infirmary. And they, at first, (laughs) pardon me, denied that. They said, you go to work. I was working in the kitchen. Finally, one guy took it upon himself to take me to the infirmary. They rushed me to the hospital. Uh, It turns out I had a disease called necrotizing fasciitis, which is a rare flesh-eating disease I don't know if any, if you or your listeners have ever heard of it, but most people I'm that get this disease, it. okay, as you know, they die from it or they yep. lose their afflicted limb. This was on my lower left leg. The, I had seen the skin starting to eat away. Uh, they took me in for surgery about a mile from the prison where I was at. The next thing I know, I'm waking up in a Denver hospital about 100 miles away, intubated. And this nurse is like screaming in my ear, telling me that I'm a very lucky man to be alive. She actually told me that I was resuscitated on a flight for life helicopter. So I died on the operating table of septic shock. They resuscitated me and she told me, your attitude is going to determine whether you live or die. She said, we could get the medical under control, but if you don't want to live, you don't have a chance. And Scott, I, it, that was a seminal moment in my life, really, because at first I'm thinking, pardon me, why do I want to live? I have a 15-year prison sentence. I'm forbidden from trading in the market anymore, which was my, the meaning of my existence. I had a huge, I have a huge restitution. It's in the tens of millions. I thought that I would be a pariah in my community. I didn't know if my wife and kids were going to stay with me. So I thought to myself, maybe it would be easier to give up. What a perfect opportunity to give up and die. 
But then something came over me, and I thought, wait a second. I've caused so much harm as it, as it is. For me to die now, I would leave a legacy to my family and friends as nothing more than a thief or a charlatan. And I thought, I can't do this. I have to survive, and I have to make a change in my life. I have to do something positive with my life. And I made a decision, literally on my deathbed, that I wanted to live. And I remember going to sleep thinking, well, if if the disease takes me and I die, I at least made a decision in my heart that I wanted to live and change things. That was the seminal moment of my entire life. And once once I recovered from this illness, it took me nine months to recover, and it was in very filthy prison conditions. Nine months. A month in the hospital, several surgeries. I had to learn how to walk again. But I made a decision, Scott, which I think maybe your listeners could maybe use in their life. Yep. I had a 15-year prison sentence. That wasn't going away. Whether I would have felt sorry for myself, angry, bitter, or I could choose to embrace it. That time was in front of me, no matter how I looked at it. So why not embrace the cha- embrace it as a challenge? Embrace it as an opportunity to turn my life around, to not only rehabilitate myself, but to help the lives of my fellow inmates. And I made a decision once I got out of the infirmary, my next prison, I was going to make a difference. And I got transferred to another prison, another very violent prison. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, again, I had to go through the child molester thing. People thought I was a child molester, but I proved to them I wasn't. And I started to thrive. I started to work out. I got my strength back. I started to meet people on the yard. Uh, I started to learn the inmate code of honor. You have to know how to act in prison. Because you do wrong things, and people that have nothing to lose would just as soon kill you as look at you. So I had to learn how to respect everybody, whether they were mass murderers, uh, whatever they were, we were all the same. And I had to learn how to survive in a prison society, and I did. And once I did that, I started to thrive. I became a tutor, And I wound up helping over 100 inmates obtain their GED in the three years or so that I was at this Sterling Correctional Facility. Wow. And the feeling let me stop I got, you for a second. Oh, hey, Mark, yes, let me stop please. you for a second. When, when, you, um, when you made that choice, because so here you are, you're sick, because when you went into the hospital, uh, to the medical unit, you, your mind was no different. So you were still kind of self-righteous. You were still kind of doing all that. It was when you thought that your life was over, when you thought that this was the end, and she said, do you want to live? It was at that time that you said, you know what? I want to live. I have a purpose for living. It was at that time that the change started taking place, correct? That was the moment. You're absolutely. That changed my life right there. So you had a purpose now for living. Something new. Before you were, your purpose for living was surviving, was to pay the bills, was to have the nice things, was to keep up with the Joneses, was to have more money because right. that means more fame, all that. And even going into prison, in there, you'd gotten a raw deal. It wasn't kind of fair. You didn't do anything that wrong. Met other people done worse. Probably some of your thinking, correct? Exactly. That's yeah. exactly my thinking. But when right. you realized it was done, it was over, that all of a sudden gave you a new reason to live, a new purpose to live, and a new way to live. Is that correct? Right. It's like my entire being was stripped down to nothing. I mean, I couldn't have gotten any lower. I was in prison. I was chained to the hospital bed. I'm on my deathbed with cuffs. I, I couldn't have descended any lower. So it was like wow. I was a, a, a baby almost, a new human yep. being. And I made a decision right there to turn my life around. And that, wow. I, I tell you, that was a seminal moment of my life. That was nice. Yep. I'm 64 now. That was um, probably August of 2010 that that happened. Wow. And, you know, it's proverbial line in the sand. You drew that line in the sand. There was no going back. This is the ultimate no up until back. now moment. Uh, that is so right. powerful. And 
That is so cool. And, you know, we it's what we teach, but we get people uh, to an emotional place in, in a surreal environment. You had a real-life situation. And after the break, because we're getting ready to go to a break in 30 seconds, I, I want to go into some life lessons. Because one thing you do, you, you speak of Vistage, and uh, I want to give you a chance to promote what you're doing. You also have a book coming out. I want to give you a chance as well for that. But I want to really focus on this third segment on on life lessons, on on lessons that you learned that anybody can take those lessons now uh, in their own environment and truly start new, start fresh to create a new, brand new experience. And so I am Mr. Black. We're talking to Mark Jackson, talking about overcoming on Like It Matters Radio. We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Chicago, March 14th through the 16th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for 120 bucks with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-610-3497. 800-610-3497. That's 800-610-3497. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis. March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are blessed to have a a great speaker, a man who knows what it's like to overcome, uh, to have to pick himself up, dust himself off, and hit it again and start brand new at an early age of 60. Uh, we are blessed to have Mr. Mm-hmm. Mark Jackson with us. Thanks again, Mark, for being on Like It Matters Radio. Oh, it's my pleasure and my honor. Thank you, Scott. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you know what? You have street cred. You know, I'm, you had to go to prison to get it, so uh, I'm okay I don't have any. But you have, a, you have real street yeah, cred. Yeah, you don't. Amen. Yeah, Amen. And, you know, a couple of things that you said, and then I want to get into some life lessons. But, man, I just thought it was so cool that you said when you uh, went to that second prison, you had to, uh, th- you had to learn uh, the law uh, of, how, of, of relation, or how to interact. You had to learn how to act. That's such a powerful lesson because I think that's something today in today's world we've forgotten. I mean, our parents used to grow. You're, I'm 53, so we're a similar age. 
boy, our, mm-hmm. our parents taught us how to have respect. Our parents taught us how to treat. You don't talk over another person when they're talking. You don't do this. You know, uh, you know. And it's interesting that you said that. That when you first got there, the first thing you had to do is really learn the rules, learn the laws, learn how to that's treat right. each other. Boy, that's a lesson that we should carry into our business world, huh? I'll say. I'm telling you, it's. I would have never, I'm going to say I would never have gotten out of prison as early as I did or accomplished so much or turned my life around if I didn't learn how to coexist with my fellow inmate. It was my new society, and for all I knew, it was going to be that way for 15 years. So I, I had better, I thought to myself, I better learn how to act so I can thrive in here. That's yep. what I did. You adapt, and there are people, you adapt to your situation. Yep, and there are people who had different beliefs who probably voted different in the past, who probably believed differently, maybe some believe in God, some didn't, who have done things that you would probably be aghast at, uh, and yet you still had to learn to get along with those that you shared community with. That's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> a, and, little, and, a little and, hidden and, message there for our listeners, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had cellmates that were murderers. I had two cellmates that were doing life without parole. And... I had to learn how to respect them and get along with them. And once you get to know these people, I mean, they're, they're just people. They're not, yep. yeah, they're not monsters. They're people yep. that, that just lost it for one minute or, or yep. whatever. Uh, but they're human beings. And yep. uh, you treat them like such, and you'll be okay. Yep. Hurting people hurt people. It's what I call universal law, HR 101. Hurting people hurt people. You can ban guns, you can ban cars, you can ban knives. Uh, people will find a way to hurt each other because they're hurting. Uh, I deal with the psychosis, the the mind, and man, it's uh, it's it's hell in a lot of people's heads. It's not pretty, and we play out these things in our head, and you know, so it's rough. And then it manifests itself externally. So yeah, uh, you know, these are human beings. These are living, breathing human beings who've made mistakes. Uh, you know, and if I, there's been many things I've done throughout my lifetime, but there have been a police present, I would have been in jail and or in prison. Uh, but by the grace of yeah. God, it never happened. I, but, I believe that there, but by the grace of God, there go I. I truly believe that with all right. my heart. And so I don't believe in judging people because that could be me. Uh, that is in there. So, uh, listen, this is your story, incredible story. Tell me, I know you speak. First of all, let my listeners know, how can they get a hold of you? I know you work right. Vistage. I know you have a book coming out. Let's do a little self-promotion here. Uh, tell us about yourself. How can they get a hold of you? How can they know more about you? Scott, I, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear the last few things that you said. Oh, just some self-promotion. I'd like to know... Um, let my listeners know about you. How can they find you? Tell us about your book, how you uh, work with Vistage. How can they hear you? How can they reach out to you? Scott, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I just can't make out what you said. It just happened a minute ago. Hold on. He's going to reconnect with you. He's going to call you right back. Hello. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is what's so cool about, you know, you don't have to go to prison to learn these lessons. But here's the cool thing. Here's a guy that told you that he had made some choices. We've all made choices. And, boy, those choices have consequences. And we love the freedom of choice. Don't tell me what to choose. But what we don't like is the freedom of having that same consequence. And so Mark Jackson, it took him a little while to be honest with himself. You know, Jesus Christ said the truth will set you free. Uh, but it was Charles Garfield that said, first, it's going to make you miserable. And so he had to came to that point where he's willing to be honest with himself, to say, okay, the way I've been living up until now is not acceptable. That's a proverbial line in the sand. That's that up until now moment, up until now moment. Up until now, this was acceptable, and now it's not. And you know when Mark decided that he was ready to live his life? When it was over. When he was told that he might not live. When he found out he had a flesh-eating bacteria. Then, when life was ready, he died on the table. He had to be resuscitated. And it was only then that he decided that he was ready to live. When do most people want to fix their marriage? When one of them's done. Let's bring Mark back on. Mark, welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Sorry about that. Thank you, Scott. I, I don't know what happened, but That's I, okay. I'm here for you. All right. Okay. Vistage. So you work with Vistage. You have a book coming out. Uh, tell my listeners how they can get a hold of you, uh, how they can listen to you or connect with you. 
Okay. I, I have reinvented myself as a professional keynote speaker. I speak to public companies, private companies, groups of people. I talk about redemption. I have apologized personally to some of my victims, which was an incredible experience for both of us. I talk about overcoming insurmountable odds, overcoming personal and professional adversity, warning signs of white-collar crime. My website is markjacksonspeaker.com. It has all my information, my phone number. Uh, I can be booked by calling that phone number. And the book that I have coming out, it's about a month away. It's called Greed, Survival, Redemption, How Dying in Prison Saved My Life. And thank you. I wrote 90% of it behind bars. And I had to be very careful because that probably wasn't a really good thing to be doing because if the guards got a hold of my work, they could have torn it up. So I had to be very secretive in writing it. So this Mm, is a project that began in 2011. And it will finally be available to everybody. It'll be on Amazon.com. You can order it through my website. Again, it's about a month away. And I'm very proud of the work. And I think it's a teaching tool. It's a gripping story. It's got some prison stories in it that people will be amazed. Why don't you share some of those? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say, share some lessons. We only got about five minutes left with you. So what are some of the lessons, uh, some life lessons that you learned in prison, if you don't mind just going over a couple in the last five minutes? Well, sure. The, the main thing is embrace your challenges. Like, do you know that I never once thought about 15-year prison time when I was in prison doing all the good things I was doing? I just had it. I just knew in my heart that if I continued to do the right thing, good things would happen to or for me. So I never once thought, oh, my gosh, I've got 15 years of this. I just thought about getting up every day and doing something good for somebody every single day and improving my life just a little bit every single day. And I just felt by doing that, the rest will take care of itself. And that's so you exactly your what happened. So you controlled your thinking, and, right? Yes. And you got lived in the now moment. Thinking. Right. And I took prison <clears throat> and kind of compartmentalized in my brain, I just, I just let it occupy a little bit of my brain. I let most of my brain focus on the positivity and all the good things that I was doing. You can't change what you've done in the past. I obviously, I wish I didn't do what I did, but I did it. I can't deny it. Um, All I can do is learn from it and move forward. But any person who's listening out there that has a challenge they think is insurmountable it's not. You've got to have the right attitude. You've got to have yeah. the right mental, st- mental thought process. And yeah. you can turn, you're in control of your own self. A lot of people probably don't feel that way. But once you take control of your life and your actions, you can do whatever you want to do. But you've got to really be strong and focused. And that's a lesson that I learned in prison. That I could have sat there and complained about, bad prison conditions. I don't care about reforming the prison system. I care about reforming inmates, reforming people. Yep. So that's let me the ask lesson you. I learned. You can, okay, yes. let me ask you another thing. It looks like your identity changed. The first six weeks of prison, you seem to have attached your identity almost a victim. Like you were a victim. You didn't. Know, and then after six weeks, right. what changed with your identity? Because something changed. You now wanted to live. You wanted to make an impact. So to me, that's an identity issue. Something changed. You went from being a victim to being something else. Were you aware of that? Uh, I started to become one. Yes, I, I just started to become grateful and blessed for every minute of the day. Um, mm. I, I ceased being a victim when I took responsibility for my actions. I realized how my actions hurt people. And once I did that and made the decision to change, I, I, I don't equate my self-worth with my net worth anymore. I equate my self-worth with the type of human being I've become, a giving, loving, caring human being. Well, I'll tell you what, I am, uh, I'm touched, I'm honored. 
a good friend of ours, Abe Wagner, reached out to me. He said, you gotta, you got to talk to Mark Jackson because Mark Jackson's got a story that uh, your listeners need to hear. And so, Mark, I, I appreciate your time. I am excited about what you're doing because, boy, we got to change Thanks, people's God. thinking. we got to change people's thinking. And what you're doing is you're showing people even the worst of conditions. You can change your thinking. We can't control uh, what happens to us sometimes. But we can control how we respond to it. And so what is it? It's a markjacksonspeaker.com, correct? That's right. Awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much. Look forward to when the book comes out. Love to have you back on again. So God bless you. And you have a great day. Okay, Mark? God bless you, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I helped the listeners out there uh, with a little morsel of knowledge. So, Amen. You did, uh, my friend. Sure. Thank you. All right, Mark. Well, ladies and gentlemen, afterwards, we're going to wrap this up because Mark gave us a nice, some nice nuggets that we're going to talk about. So we'll be back in three minutes with Like It Matters Radio. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Wellness Radio 1570 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and how blessed were we uh, to have Mark Jackson uh, with us. You know, um, there's a lot of people spent time in prison, a lot of people in prison. Uh, and what I want to do is I had him on for three segments, but now what I want to do is talk about what lessons I heard, uh, the lessons I heard. And basically there's four of them. One, uh, first of all, uh, the inmate code of honor. He said you had to learn how to act. I thought that was powerful. Two, I said your attitude is going to decide if you live or die. And, you know, I'm not talking about physically now. I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually. It is our attitude. It is the mental battle. Uh, you know, you can't control what happens to you in life, but you can control your mindset about it, your framing about it. 
Uh, the third lesson was the line in the sand. You know, he drew that line in the sand at six weeks. He said that up until now, uh, you can't change the past. But we can do something different in the now moment so that this moment is different than the last moment. And the next moment is different than this moment. And then the fourth lesson was about being in the now moment. You know, he, he said something. He said he didn't think about 15 years. You know, he's, he's talking about, he said, at no point did I, really, did I wake up every day and think 15 years. Okay, 15 years, so 14 years, 364 days. 14 years, 300. No, what he did is he got up each day, he said. And he focused on how he was going to be better that day. And so I want to talk about those four life lessons because those four lessons are applicable no matter we're in the big house or outside the big house. Because we all have a gel. We all have a gel. Some of us are in it physically. Some of us are in it emotionally. Some of us are in it spiritually. Some of us are in it psychologically. We call it a, a comfort zone. And you know, there's an inmate. There's a code of honor. When you think about it in prison, to have a code of honor in prison and yet not to have a code of honor in our everyday life. We attack each other. We call each other's names and we don't agree with each other. He was in prison with people he would never hang out with. People have done things that are bad things. People have done things that he would never, ever associate with. And now he was in a group of people where he had to learn, like we had to learn on kindergarten, on the playground, how to get along. Why aren't those lessons being taught anymore? Why are we being taught that if you vote a certain way, you're evil? Uh, and if you don't think like uh, the media does, you're evil. And if you don't think like Hollywood does, uh, you're, uh, uh, you know, uh, bad. What about learning how to get along with people that we might not agree with? Kind of like in prison. What a great lesson to treat others with respect. To understand that that person you're looking at, whether you agree with them or not, is a living, breathing human being. That person has dreams and desires. They want to love and be loved just like you do. And one thing I taught my kids a long time ago is that good people can do bad things. That's an important belief system, parents, if you got young kids, to teach your kids Good people can do bad things. Let me tell you why that's an important belief system to structure. Number one, most people that are molested are molested by someone they know. So that I want my kids to know that even though Uncle Bob is a nice guy, he can still do bad things. And secondly, why that belief system is important, because my kids are going to make mistakes, just like Mark Jackson did, just like I've done. And we want them to know that just because you did something bad doesn't mean you're a bad person. So we need to go back to the code of ethics, how we treat people with respect, uh, fellow living, breathing human beings. For those of you that call yourselves Christians, that is a creature of God. Might not be a child of God, but it was created by God. And so we treat it with respect, just like we're supposed to be good stewards, just like we're supposed to be good stewards of the planet. I'm amazed at how many Christians are wandering around saving the planet. You might want to read the book of Revelation. I can tell you it melts. The planet melts. And God's not surprised. There's never been an emergency meeting in the Trinity. God's omniscient and he's immutable. I means he's a cosmic know-it-all. He doesn't know more today than he knew yesterday or cease being God. So we're supposed to be good stewards. But we're supposed to worship the, 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 the creator, not the creation. And so running around wanting to save the planet from what? From God's second coming? <laughs> Makes me, cracks me up. So we got to realize that we should have a code of conduct, a code of honor. Who are you? Why are you here? How do you want to be remembered? Don't let other people define you. You're going to be around a lot of bad people, but don't let other people define you. The second life lesson is your attitude is going to decide if you live or die. And I'm talking about live or die now emotionally, psychologically. What kind of attitude do you have? we got so many people that are stuck in the past. They're what we call the three R's of survival. Regret, resentment, resistance. We're living in regret. We're bitter. We're told or being reminded about everybody that's ever hurt us or anybody that's ever hurt anybody that looked like us or anybody that doesn't like us. That's the whole, oh, you don't like the guy in the White House because he hates you. So they got to make you believe that he hates you so that you will hate him. We got to get out of survival. We got to get out of the pity party. We got to get out of the victim mode. We got to get out of feeling sorry for ourselves. So it's our attitude. Our attitude's a choice. What attitude are you going to brace for today? It doesn't matter how bad your circumstances. What can you do to make it better? Line, the third lesson. It's a line in the sand, that up until now moment. Man, we cannot change the past. I would love to. There's some things I've done back there that I would love to do. But we, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. 
And so we got to make sure that we're scratching some old beliefs because the reason we're getting what we're getting today is because of what we've done. We're creatures of habit. And the definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's why you got to draw a line in the sand. You can't go back and change yesterday. I would if I could, but you can't, neither can I. But one thing we could all do is we can all do something different in the now moment. So this moment is different than the last moment. And the next moment is different than this moment. We call that change. Change. And so when you draw that line in the sand, you say up until now, see, we respond. Our brains act as if. And so listen to belief systems. I don't speak well in public. Uh, I need eight hours of sleep to function. Uh, if I don't eat four meals a day, I uh, get a little weary or whatever. See, those may be sometimes true, but when we make that a hardcore belief system, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. And so we got to start changing some of our stinking thinking. A lot of our beliefs have been in place since the time we're six years old. And those beliefs are self-fulfilling prophecies. So you got to scratch some of those CDs. you got to break some of those LPs. you got to pull on those eight tracks. And the ultimate way is up until now. Up until now, I've never spoken well in public. And each time I do it now, I get a little bit better. Up until now, I thought I had to have eight hours of sleep a night to function. Now I realize I can function a lot less. Up until now, I've never been an emotional person and I'm ready to start feeling again. You see what I'm doing is I'm taking a belief system. I'm scratching it. I'm putting a line through it. I'm interrupting it because we can't change the past. And if we keep playing the same belief systems over and over, we'll keep getting the same thing. So if we want something different, we've got to change our approach, change our self-talk, change what's going on internally, and then we'll change what's happening externally. And the fourth thing that I really thought life lesson was so cool was he talked about being in the now moment. He said when he was in prison, he didn't consider the 15 years. He considered what he was going to do today, how he was going to be a positive force, how he was going to serve other people, how he was going to be able to do all this and that. And that's what we all have the ability to do. See, one thing that you realize if you paid attention to the interview, and again, if you missed any of the interview, go back to likeitmattersradio.com. Likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this message and many archive messages. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul, those you listen on AM 1570 or TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com if you're live streaming with them. The good news is live streams in the morning, 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, but it replays in the evening from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, of course, in St. Louis, we're honored to be on the Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 a.m., the St. Louis Gospel Experience, every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. And for the rest of you around the world, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, just go to our connection with our, our Minneapolis station and just uh, type in Wellness Radio 1570, Wellness Radio Minneapolis. Either one of those will get you there. And there you will hear us twice a day, 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. But you got to realize at some point he had to st start becoming a critical thinker. He had to start taking a look at himself. And whether you realize or not, and we're going to cover this in tomorrow's show, tomorrow's show is going to be called, uh, going to be addressing critical thinking. Because what's missing today in today's world is we're just groupthink. Uh, everybody's supposed to think alike, and if you think differently, you're attacked. But to be a critical thinker, which is what's lacking in today's America, we need to be creative, think outside the box. We need to be reflective, to really take an honest look at ourselves. We need to be adaptable. Remember the presupposition NLP, the element in a system that has the most flexibility has the most power. So we need to be adaptable. And then the fourth piece, as a critical thinker, we need to have desire. Desire to be better, you. Desire to be driven by the truth. Desire to know the truth. And that's what changed. And we have to evaluate the evidence to decide for ourselves what is accurate, what is relevant. What is truthful? And we got to be aware of what we attach to identity. He never attached it after that six-week victim to his identity. He never attached himself a prisoner. What he attached to himself was someone that's going to make a difference. What he attached to himself, someone that's using his mistakes in the past to make a better tomorrow. And that's what we all want to do with our lives. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hi, this is 
Eric Dahm at Gospel of Grace Fellowship in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, where we recognize the Bible is the source of truth and the revelation of what God did for us in Christ. We believe that all people are sinful, all need redemption, and that salvation is only found through faith alone in Christ alone. Come join us for worship at Gospel of Grace Fellowship. You can visit us at our website at ggf.church. That's ggf.church, where we explain the scriptures, equip the saints, and exalt the Savior. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. Randy from Arby's here. You know, we give your computer problems the boot, but did you know we service business office computers and servers at your location? Arby's can also set up business networks and firewalls to protect your equipment at your business. We'll even move data and accounts for you. We'll focus on the technology so you can concentrate on your business. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570. KDIZ Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.